Welcome to the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. That's right. It's a Sunday morning. It's Black and Abdallah, and we're heading into week six in the National Football League. The Chicago Bears will face off against the Minnesota Vikings today at noon. You'll hear the game right here on ESPN 1000. Four hours of pregame coverage coming at you for the next four hours. Until kickoff, Bears and Vikings right here on ESPN 1000 with Joniak in there. All right, Abdallah, you know, you look around the National Football League as we head into week six. And it's either you're a great team or you're everyone else because there's one matchup this weekend of teams that are over 500 with winning records. Everyone else is in the same boat that the Bears and the Vikings find themselves in this weekend where we come off that win last week against the Commanders. Bears fans are feeling good. The Bears win that game 40 to 20. You get your first win. It doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot if you go out there today and don't play well. And now we're looking for Justin Fields to maybe string together three straight games where he's played really, really, really good football because he's coming off of two games where he threw for 617 yards, eight touchdowns, one interception. It's time for this quarterback to turn the corner. It's time for this team to put some wins together. Especially after yesterday, right? Well, uh, you know, Abdallah, we we can get into that as the show goes. I was told and informed uh, something happened in South Bend last night. You know, I usually, as a USC fan, I, I record every game. And throughout my existence, through my 20s into my 30s, no matter where I'm at the night before, I find a way to watch the game, uh, either early Sunday morning, late Saturday night. I, I watch it, right? You know, for some reason, it seemed like the recording didn't really take oh, last yeah? night. Yeah, it didn't yeah. take, but uh, not surprised to this veteran observer of the passing scene when it comes to USC crap football. So, yes, uh, the Caleb Williams calls. If you'd like to do that today, if you'd like to do the Caleb Williams over Justin Fields deal, uh, we can do that. The phone lines are open at 312-332-3776. Be my guest. What what was that? Three interceptions? Three interceptions. Uh, two off the back foot? Yeah, and the yeah. best part was he was yelling. Like you said, huh. uh, he's, got, uh, huh. he's got down in the dumps. Uh, syndrome. Yeah. Is that, uh, he's got a little doom and gloom to him. Yeah, sad that, uh, sack attitude. It's never his fault. Huh. So in between the second hmm. and third interception, hmm. oh, a comedy of errors. Uh, he's yelling at dudes on the, not like yelling, but, you know, basically he's got his wide receivers together and he's, you know, going, doing hand motions of where they should be running, where they shouldn't be running and that kind of thing. And then just yells like, the, you know, get your blank together, stuff like that. And then proceeds to throw a third <laughs> And that's why, Chris, Yeah. for the last two weeks, through this, not winning streak, obviously, but through these run of games where Fields has played better. Obviously, the first three quarters of the Broncos game, he played very well. The fourth quarter was not great at all. He cost them the game. And then last week against the Commanders, played very well, 40 points. You mentioned it last two weeks, eight touchdowns, one interception, seven sacks, most of them not his fault for once. 43 for 64 uh, with a 67% completion percentage, right? That's why still the best case scenario for the Bears is that Fields continues to put games like that together starting today. 
Like you see the progress. You see him and Mooney keeping, or him and uh, uh, DJ Moore keeping having that connection. Maybe he finds Mooney for a touchdown today. Maybe that connection continues to develop. Cole Komet continues to progress. The uh, offense continues to play well. Justin Fields continues to progress as a quarterback. And the best case scenario is that they're not drafting a quarterback, is that we're not watching on Saturday. You had Penix, you had Bo Nix, people were watching Drake May up against, you know, not up against Caleb Williams, but that game was going on at the same time as the USC game. The best case scenario for the Bears is that they do, people don't have to watch games on Saturday, is that Justin Fields is the guy. And it starts today because, yeah, it's been cool for the last two games. But those have been mediocre defenses. The two worst defenses in the league in some cases. The Broncos have the absolute worst defense in the league. You're facing a team that is 17th in overall uh, DVOA, 19th in defensive DVOA. They're 12th in uh, yards per play allowed on defense. This is a much better defense that Justin Fields has to go against today at Soldier Field. Yeah, and a quick note on Caleb Williams. Uh, I told you so. Yeah, I mean, I, if you've been listening to Black Andala, <laughs> I, I, I am a, you know, I watch USC football. He is a an incredible talent. Uh, when they're winning, he looks like the best college football quarterback you've ever seen. The moment things get tough, things break down. That's when things start to really, really fall apart for Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. And you saw it last night. Things weren't easy. They started off slow, just like they did last week against Arizona at home. And I warned you about that, they, mm-hmm. that they were not prepared to play this game against Notre Dame. They were too damn concerned with the rain and the cold weather yeah. that they were going to face in South Bend, Indiana. And, you know, Lincoln Riley, we can get into that whole conversation Dude. over the next two hours. But Caleb Williams uh, freelances so much that he's only relying on his pure talent to get him by. And he's always barking at, at the coaches, at other players. I've told you this, that his attitude on the sidelines is not someone who is trying to get the most out of his guys. It's a me first type of guy. All right. I'm just saying, what did I keep telling you is that let's see how the next four weeks go. Now, let's see how it goes. Everyone's saying that he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Let's see how it goes. He could be. But he needs to play a hell of a lot better against Utah next week. Yeah. Against Oregon, against Washington, yeah. if you want a chance at, so the nas- at the at the <laughs> national championship or the playoff or any of it or a Pac-12 championship. I mean, he's got to play better. Well, here's and, the problem. And that's, okay? that's what it is. I think it's just so convenient for every talking head on TV to be like, oh, yeah, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Let's see him do it. Let's see what SC actually wins some games first. He didn't play himself out of the number one pick. He's still like minus 430 to be the number one overall pick. But like you said, if he has performances like that against Utah and Oregon and Washington, and Drake May looked really good yesterday against Miami. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Penix Jr. looked awesome, but he's not going to be the first overall pick. He's way too injured. Bo Nix. But, it, like, Caleb Williams played himself out of the Heisman. He's now 40 to 1 to win the Heisman. He's not going to repeat it as Heisman. But two things I can tell you. He's, as of right now, he's still the number one overall pick until he plays those other teams and maybe plays well, maybe doesn't. But also, he's definitely coming out and going to the NFL. Oh, like, yeah. There was ne- like, there's no reason why he needs to stay and continue to get his ass kicked behind that offensive line, continue to have a team that's going to allow, you know, 30 points a game, if not more. Like, just wait until, like, like Notre Dame's defense or offense is fine, but wait till they face, like, Washington and Oregon, like a team that's going to put up a bunch of points. Look what they did against Colorado. Like he's not going to stick around 
and try to win again. Like he's gonna like all this stuff about oh I might not go to this team. Like or his dad saying that stuff. That's not gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna be lucky to be the number one overall pick after they face that gauntlet of games that they still have. Yeah, and I I think that's where the overall theme to the conversation is something that we continue to point to for the last two weeks because you know here at ESPN one thousand. The calls have popped up for two weeks now of Bears fans who are lusting after Caleb Williams. I get it. He's a talent. But like Abdallah said a couple minutes ago, the best solution to all of our problems is Justin Fields turning the corner and becoming the franchise quarterback that we hope that he he would turn into. That's the key here is if Justin Fields for a third consecutive game goes out there and plays really well, and the Bears win today, mm-hmm. now things are turning in a direction where you have an opportunity to climb back to 500. You have an opportunity to keep our interest in this season, to make Bears fans, th- those who are tailgating in the rain right now in the South lot, for those people to want to be there and not just for the tailgate. Because I've been there before. I've been at those games where you get to the end of November, December, it does not matter. Well, does not matter at all. But what matters games at that is point. the grilling, the drinking beforehand, yeah. and not the actual game. They win today. And Justin Fields continues to play like he has in the last two weeks. Now we're talking about something different. And that is why the Caleb Williams conversation in the last two weeks, I think, has been a little premature. Because there is still an opportunity for our quarterback to figure it out. And I think that's why uh, I'm hopeful in what I've seen. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens today. I want to see the next step. I want to see this quarterback play well against Minnesota. But you, you pointed it out. They're a much better defense than what we've uh, seen as Bears fans the last two weeks. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you when, when you're winning like this, because you've been there, I've been there, uh, the rain doesn't, for some reason, doesn't feel as wet when the team is winning. The wind is not as strong when the team is winning because you just don't feel it because it's a party at Soldier Field like it is right now. People getting ready for this game because you're coming off that loss against the Commanders. You've had the, quote, mini-buy to hopefully put some more stuff together that you can throw it at the Vikings. And obviously, you need to generate pressure, too. Like, I know Justin Jefferson's not going to play, but Kirk Cousins can still pick you apart if he wants to. He's still a veteran quarterback. He still uh, put up, puts up a lot of numbers. He's a guy, he's beaten you in the past. You got swept by them last, last year, lost both games. But in the first game last year, the Bears had a chance. They were driving. That's the game we continue to reference as a game where Justin Fields, you know, brought the team back. They were winning in the fourth quarter of that game. The Vikings go ahead and score. The uh, Bears have the ball at the end. They're driving. Smith-Marset gets the ball ripped out of his hands, and that's it, right? That's the end of the game. So now you have an opportunity uh, in this first game of the season against the Vikings to put together something that's a bit of a streak, right? You win two in a row. You start a winning streak here. You're not completely out of it. Like, the odds of them still making a wild card, making the playoffs are probably slim to none. But if you win today and you put a good performance of Justin Fields up there, the defense plays well, it's something to build on. And it's not we're back to the beginning of the season where we're talking about Caleb Williams and Drake May and Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy and these quarterbacks, right? We're talking more about, okay, well now, if you create this uh, who's going to be number one, it adds more value to the number one pick. Like you can trade that number one pick if it ends up being number one from the Panthers because the Panthers still have yet to have a win. So 
it's a chance for this team to build. You're getting some guys back. Kyler Gordon was activated off of uh, the injured list yesterday, so he's going to be back out there. He might be on a snap count like we saw with Tevin Jenkins when he came back last week. So he might be uh, back out there today for some snaps. Eddie Jackson practiced all week. So you're getting some of your guys back here, and it looks like this team is going to get healthier today. It looks like you could have a better defensive performance because of those guys getting healthier, and you hope to build something from Justin Fields that you've seen from the last two weeks. Blocking Abdallah here on a Sunday morning. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Joey G, Melrose Park. Joey You're on ESPN G. 1000. What's up, Joey? Hey, boys. How are you? We're good. We're good. What's up? I'm sorry. I'm on the camping hoodie schedule. So oh, yes. Yeah, this I, is I, all good. This is, this is shot or no shot. Shot or no shot right with Shane Norman. No, 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 no. Listen, I, it's a rarity, but I, 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 I agree with both of you. If we see another four quarters today in this weather where he's solid, just, uh, Justin, um, I, I agree. He's he's going to be our guy. Maybe it took him a long time. It's been very impressive. Last week, the offensive line gave him a little bit more protection. So I, I, I agree with that. But then going back to Caleb, mm-hmm. um, why don't we just draft him and then the other team's got to make a reservation to call Pole. Here, you want this guy, number one pick? What are you giving me? Can't we control the NFL like that? Or is that a shot at Justin? No, I think no. you could still pull that off. I mean, you Thanks could. for the call, Joey. Appreciate but it. We had these conversations last year about whether or not they should draft Bryce Young and then trade him. The pick is more valuable when it's not been selected. Because yeah, then whoever well, wants it can do whatever they want yeah, to with and, it. And all those scenarios also at the end of September, early October, seem a lot diff- more different than when we get to that point. I mean, yeah. every single time we had this conversation over the last two weeks, I kept going back to there's a lot of football to be played Yeah, for both sides. Justin Fields could either turn our opinion in a positive fashion or we could be completely out on Fields by the end of this season. Same with Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he strings together of uh, the three more tough games that SC has against Washington, Oregon, and Utah in the Pac-12, if he gives you two more performances like you saw last night, are people going to be as hyped on Caleb Williams as they were two weeks ago? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See what I'm saying? Like the, yeah. we, we can promote, and it's something you and I talked about when we were on the uh, – college football show chicago's college tailgate the last couple of years september makes a lot of champions out of teams that disappear mm-hmm. like there's a lot of teams that are are the talk of the college football world in september and then you get to the end of october and they're nowhere to be found you stay up late on a friday night by chance and see some college football i did see what happened there I stanford did. coming back after trailing 29 nothing to yep. colorado yep who was the king of the college football world a month ago? Deion Sanders. Yeah. Uh-huh. Colorado Buffalo. Now, they've turned around their program. They're much better than what they were last season. They're not a national championship contender. That was a talking point that people were using is that can Colorado win the title? Mm-hmm. That's not real. No, it's and not. That, and that's why I kept pointing to let's see what USC does against this tough schedule. Let's see what the quarterback here does. Because there is a chance and an opportunity for Justin Fields to develop into a really good quarterback. Yeah. 
There is. And There's I an th- opportunity there for and that. And that's still best case scenario. Like, best case scenario, you're either trading the pick or maybe, you know what? Like, everyone's just assuming that it's going to be number one. The Panthers could string together a few games here. Listen, the Vikings, I know there was news yesterday that Kirk Cousins isn't going to waive his no trade clause if they lose today. And maybe people were talking about that. The Vikings could still be bad the rest of the There's a lot of teams that only have a few wins that might only get those few wins. Like there, And Carolina could bounce back and maybe have a couple wins. Like, there's no guarantee that it's going to be number one. So maybe it's number three, and you take Marvin Harrison Jr., you take a defensive end or whatever. Like, there's so much football left that, yeah, you can watch on Saturday. I recommend that everyone does. I love college football. The more people watching, the better. Enjoy a Saturday of watching college football. Who doesn't like football? I don't I mean. know. Some people Some people don't. Some people want to watch, I don't know, baseball? F- football is like the, the, the air that I breathe. Some people want to watch baseball in October and November. Not for me. I like oh. I like that our teams here give us, a, give us the break. Shout out to Carm. He'll be on tomorrow. <laughs> he'll tell us about what I happened like over the week. I like that our teams give he'll, us he'll a break in what, October. He'll tell us what happened in the baseball playoffs. On on Monday, that's what he'll do. He knows it too. So there's a lot of things that come into play. Like we could be talking about the Bears just keeping the third overall pick because it's that's the Panthers' pick. Who knows? It's it's October. Just focus on today's game against the Vikings. Justin Fields improving as a quarterback, and that being the goal for the day. Well, uh, the best case scenario for me would be Fields figures it out, yeah. and Carolina is so bad that you get the number one pick anyway. That, that would be that, that would be the best scenario. If you if you amazing. if we're sitting here in April at the end of April into May debating how the Bears should use that number one pick because we have our quarterback, that's the best possible situation the franchise could be in. All right, it's Blocking Abdal. We're on a Sunday here previewing the Bears and the Vikings. You can join us throughout the program at 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears football coming up next. ESPN Chicago. Chicago. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah on a Sunday, hanging out with you here on ESPN 1000. If you're going to the Bears-Vikings game, uh, I think the weather is kind of done for the day. I, I think it's going to be like in the mid-50s. I think the rain's done. We're downtown right now. It's not raining. I think we're good for the rest of the day. So, I, yeah, it's not what I think. There's, I don't see any rain in the forecast uh, looking the rest of the day, but it's going to be windy-ish, 15 miles an hour wind. Throughout the day with gusts up to 26 miles an hour for today. So, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be raining the rest of the day, which is good. But it is going to be windy, which could affect, you know, field goals, the flight of the ball, that kind of thing. Um, so, hopefully the ball, uh, you know, the uh, the Bears can not need Cairo Santos very much today because they're scoring touchdowns instead of having to kick field goals. Well, that would be nice. That'd, be, it? that'd be ideal. You know, as uh, we look ahead at this matchup, 2-1-1. And four teams facing off. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to be out for Minnesota. Uh, Jordan Addison expected to play. He was a full participant in practice on Friday. So that's a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's dangerous. Uh, not as good as Jefferson, but he, he's a good wide receiver. Uh, when you look at the Bears side of things, uh, like you said earlier about 10 minutes ago, 
The Bears activated Kyler Gordon. He's on the active roster, so he will be good to go to play today. Uh, also, Jalen Johnson was a full participant in practice on Friday. Uh, Eddie Jackson was limited on Friday. He's questionable today. We'll find out during the inactives on what's up with Eddie Jackson. So we'll see if he plays. Mm-hmm. He told us on Monday night on Bears Night in Chicago with Eddie Jackson, presented by Miller Lite with Black and Abdallah. He told us that he's he's going to play. Yeah. Now, some of that is the player wanting to. Some of it is the team preventing a player to go out there based on the injury. So, like, we... You know, you don't know. We'll find out when the inactives come out. He practiced, which is the next step. He's practiced. He practiced every day this week. He was yeah. limited with the foot injury for three straight days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and is listed as questionable heading into the game today. So we'll find out. Uh, but with or without Eddie Jackson, getting back Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson, I think are huge mm-hmm. uh, for the secondary for a team that essentially – Last week, you had a bunch of guys, you know, your backups, guys that maybe most fans have never heard of, stepping up and playing really well against the Commanders, uh, which speaks to Ryan Poles piecing together more depth on this roster is something that we've kind of talked about over the last year is that's a part of changing the culture and changing a team from going from a bottom feeder to a team that's in the middle with the rest of everyone else in the NFL is you, when guys are called upon, they have to step up and play well, and, and we saw that against the Commanders. Not just in the secondary, too. Uh, the offensive line, right? Like, you had a few guys go down in that game. Um, you know, you got Tevin Jenkins back, but he was on uh, a snap count. Um, but he ended up having to play a lot of the second half just because of injuries. And now, you know, he's not on the injury report, so he should be out there in full in a full capacity. You know, you got Nate Davis there in a full capacity now. Um, so I feel like this team is getting healthier. And what's good is... They've, they've played well the last two games, except for the fourth quarter of the Broncos game, while having a lot of guys injured. So your hope is that now that you get some of your starters back, you continue to play well, but you've developed a lot of that depth. You know, going back to last year, when guys started, like, obviously they lost a ton of games in a row. They lost 14 games in a row. I understand that. But a lot of it had to do with guys that Ryan Poles traded away and got rid of, and then when players started getting hurt. Eddie Jackson missed a lot of the second missed all the entire second half of the season last year. Darnell Mooney missed a bunch of games at the end last year. Like as soon as those guys started getting injured and those injuries started piling up for the team, that's when it kind of went off the rails. I mean, Fields didn't even play in the last game of the season. Like that's when we saw we we came in and, you know, we're getting ready for the last game of the season. I didn't even know who half the wide receivers were because there were just guys that were out there that, you know, were injured or were filling in for guys that were injured. And so now that Ryan Poles has added some depth to this team and you've seen that the depth has been able to step up and actually play well, it's it's good for the team. And hopefully getting some of these guys back leads to even better defensive performances. You know, it's also something uh, Coach Flus has been more aggressive in the last couple of weeks. Most notably against Washington, he was more aggressive. Uh, That's something that today has to continue against Kirk Cousins. If you allow Cousins to just stand back there in a clean pocket, the, the Vikings are going to win today. But if you can get in his grill and you can disrupt him, he's not going to freelance the way that perhaps a Russell Wilson did against you in the second half in that Broncos game or even some others of the, of the past who have been pretty good against this Bears defense. You know, Ngakwe needs to come off the edge. 
he needs to be involved today. But also, I think Coach Eberflus needs to call up some more blitzing like he did on Thursday night against the Commanders because it, you, you saw it. It started to work, and that leads to the complimentary, complimentary football that he's been preaching, right? Disruption, turnovers, get it to the offense. Mm-hmm. Fields put six on the board. That That's the way you can win. And I think that's what we have to see is you're starting to get some players back. Don't go back into this cover two shell and just waiting for the opponent to figure you out just because Justin Jefferson is in here. Go after Kirk Cousins today. Make his life difficult. Well, there's a difference, right? You can make his you can make him uncomfortable and make his like life different, but to me, you have to get home, right? Like they made Baker Mayfield uncomfortable. He would they couldn't tackle. They couldn't finish the job. And so he would, you know, escape and turn and looked like he was playing back at Oklahoma for Lincoln Riley, who we talked about, right? And then two weeks ago, when you played uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, same thing. You generated pressure. He was able to evade pressure, and Mr. Unlimited was having a spicy sub all over the place, right? The difference is... Is that code for something? It might be. The difference is the Chiefs against the Broncos, they sacked Russell Wilson four times. They forced two interceptions. Like, that's the difference. You you need to get home. Like just making him uncomfortable and letting the court and letting Kirk Cousins escape pressure and and make something out of nothing. That's not going to be good enough. You have to get home. We saw against the Commanders, they generated pressure and sacks against Sam Howell, and that's what led to the defensive success. That's why you only allowed twenty points to, uh, a week and a half ago because you got home. You forced the issue. So yeah. Just generating pressure to me is fine. Getting quarterback hits, fine, whatever. But you have to be able to get home and get actual sacks because otherwise you've got these quarterbacks that can run all over the place. And the pressure up the middle from the tackles needs to be there. Uh, Pickens, Dexter, Jones. Andrew Billings was great against the commanders. Mm -hmm. First quarter, third and short. Billings pops through the line, makes a tackle for loss. Bears then force a punt. You get the football back. Like, that's the stuff we need from the middle of the line. So then you can allow more pressure from the outside to get after the quarterback. It's Bucking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We'll take your calls on a Sunday morning at 312-332-3776. Joel in Aurora, Colorado, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Joel? Black and Abdallah. Bump, 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 bump. What's so up? I got one comment. I got one comment, and then I got one question for both of you. Sure. All right. So on on the Bears game today, um, we have to unleash um, Justin for some design running plays. Um, also, the defense has to step up for sure, just like we did last week. We got five sacks, I think it was, in that game. Um, I don't understand how we're a home dog because – they're, they have the same record, right? And yeah. I, I don't have too much trust in their quarterback like everyone else on the station. But um, I'm a big fan of the station, all the shows. So my question is, since it's, you know, we're here in Halloween time, mm. what is your favorite Halloween movie? Ooh, spooky season questions. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. My favorite Halloween movie or my favorite scary movie? Because I feel like those are two different Either things. Either or, horror movie, Halloween movie, which... How are they two different things? Because there's movies that I might watch during Halloween that I that uh, that aren't scary. Oh, like what? Charlie Brown's uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus isn't scary. I kind of like that movie. What are you watching that for? Well, I got a baby. The baby likes witchcraft. 
So what's your answer? <laughs> my favorite scary movie, Joel, is Scream. Scream is my Scream. favorite scary movie, okay. yes. Okay. Scream is my favorite good scary one. movie. That's a good one. Yeah. Can I give you the original Halloween? Yeah. I think that's my favorite. Basic. Michael Myers, yeah. 1978. Yeah. Basic. Really basic. basic. Chris, Chris just walked in and ordered a pumpkin spice latte. Basic. Like, scream is more <laughs> basic than that. No, if I would have said the new Scream, maybe, but the old Scream. No. Drew Barrymore. No, if you, were, if you were cool and alternative, you'd say, I know what you did last summer. I do love that movie, but I kind of like, I still know what you did last summer better. <laughs> what, what's your answer, Joel? My answer would be... Um, Halloween Part One and or my second would be Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. Oh, those are those are okay. those are good. What about Freddy versus Jason when they go to space? Mm, not so much. Okay, <laughs> not so much. I like the Friday the Thirteenth movie. You don't like intergalactic slasher movies because I do. Mm, not so much. Okay. All right. Thank you for the phone call. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you for answering my call. I I love you guys. I listen to you all the time, and you guys have a great game. Go Bears. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Go Bears. Thanks for the call, Joel. Is The Faculty a scary movie? Is mm. that considered a scary movie? Because I love The Faculty. I think that's more of a thriller. It's a thriller? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I Jeepers don't Creepers? That, I think that's... Uh, I think, Creepers is in the name! Yeah, I think that Creepers. would qualify as like, are we doing scary movies or Halloween movies? That's why I... Yeah, so did I not just ask that yeah, question? No, yeah. that was of Dallas. No, 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 but come on, Jeepers Creepers, I think is more of a scary movie, but not necessarily a Halloween movie. Okay, I just got yelled at for asking that question, and then you asked it back to me. Well, you How gave a different. Fair? You gave a different film. Okay, have you seen the the movie Smile? Is that worth anything? I don't like new horror movies. I don't like them. I don't need the people twitching and. I don't need kids involved. I don't need nuns involved. What? I don't need any of that business. Oh, nuns. Nuns. Yeah. Nun- I'm out on nuns. So you don't like the poltergeist? No, I'm out on kids, too. You give me, like, a scary kid, I'm out. A scary kid. So you, like don't, you, don't like kid? The, you don't like The Shining? The Exorcist? No, The Shining's fine because The Shining is, like, the kid is not scary. It's just those two twins for, like, about? a split the second. scary? The kid's not scary in The Shining. Red Rob. No, Red I'm talking Rob. about, like, when there's, like, a dead kid. Rad, you know, and they like they jump out at you. He's like all these new movies. Finger. You know, also I hate. I'm not. I don't do Saw movies. I don't uh, do. Them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm out with on, you Saw. on that. Saw the Saw movies. I'm I'm out on that completely. When it's just straight gore for nah. for gore's sake, I'm I'm not in on that. Not for me. Give me a little plot. Yeah. Give me a little uh, strategy between the villain going after Pizzazz. the 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 babysitter or yeah. whatever the scenario is. Give me something, not just. Oh, there's a key to unlock the trap around your face, but it's in his stomach. Like, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, really? What was that one? Um, I should know because it was one of my wife and I's first dates. Herbie Halloween? No. Oh, uh, Paranormal Maybe? Activity. Remember those? And it was like yeah. the fa- it was like the yeah. vid- it was like the the nanny cam. Yeah. And there, it was like kind of like the new Blair Witch. Those. I'm not. I'm not I didn't find the first either. one. The first one was pretty good. No, because all those just turn into uh, twitching. It's just people twitching. No, it's not twitching. And, and Dude, if I I got a I got a baby monitor. If I was watching my baby monitor, all of a sudden my baby just like got up, it'd be the scariest thing in the world. Sure. But like do you need six of those movies? No, I like the first one. That's it. Give me an old fashioned like villain, like like uh Freddy Krueger. Okay. Final or, Destination. Or, scary movie or Halloween movie? 
Uh, that's a that's a scary movie, not a Halloween movie. But can you watch it during the spooky season? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. I think I think anything we've talked about is in play in the month of October. Spooky season? Yeah, I think okay. I think you can watch it. All right, Black and Abdul, uh, Bears pregame. Yep. ESPN <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> it's the game day tailgate show with Black and Abdul on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdul on a Sunday. Hanging out with you, getting ready for the Bears and the Vikings. We'll have coverage starting at 10 o'clock with the pregame show. Sylvie Dion and Lance Briggs inside Gato at Soldier Field. If you're heading to the game, you enter the south end zone. You'll stop right by the stage. You'll see them broadcasting live before you go up the steps. Stop and see our broadcast team as we preview the game. Bears and Vikings today at noon. I'm still waiting for someone to have Sylvie do a beer bong during the show. Yeah, bring it in. Try and get through uh, security. Bring it right in, uh, right up the steps, right to Sylvie. We're almost in sneak. We're almost in sneaking season where you could do that because you could pick coats. On. You can crotch it. <laughs> Is that what you would say? You'd, you'd... <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like the the tube, like you just be like, "Whoa, hey you, now!" You could wear the funnel around your head like I feel you're like that's a dog. Some, that's some Nathan for you stuff. We're like, <laughs> and, and, and the plan is sneak a beer bong into Soldier Field. <laughs> Sir, why do you have that around your neck? Well, I I, I lick myself it's too just much. It's like a so. big hoodie. <laughs> but no, listen, if you're having mimosas, if you're having, have an extra one for us before the, uh, you got to warm up somehow, right? Okay, so I see this here. Uh, we, we're talking about Halloween movies, scary movies. Uh, so Halloween ended last year, right? The the movie franchise. They yes. released a film called Halloween Ends. Ends. It ended. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Dude, uh, I saw, I remember like... 20 years ago, more, almost 24, 25 years ago, probably. This, I gotta a, look. this is supposed to be Jamie Lee Curtis's last Halloween. I know. Right? But I remember seeing Halloween H2O where they cut off his head. <laughs> they cut off Mike Myers' head. And they're like, still there. Nah, here's five more movies or something like that. Like the dude got his head cut off. I don't understand. Because that was the last one I saw. Because I was like, all right, if they cut off his head, he's like, what is he, a Highlander? Like you cut off his head, he should be dead. That's it. Apparently, he's stronger than a Highlander because yeah, he, he came is. back for like five more movies he or whatever it is. is. I, one of these new versions of this film uh, was on TV recently, and I, I watched it for like 10 minutes, and I was like, you know what? Back in the day, we would at least get a little uh, a little effort from the directors in, in the pacing. No. Like, like, the, like I was watching for 10 minutes, and Michael Myers was just barging into rooms and and taking people out left and right there was no like what's that noise around the corner and you know someone would sneak around the corner and look <laughs> yeah. and then 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 you'd be taken out or like whatever the case may be like it was just he was just walking into rooms and just and it was like they're not even trying anymore people no it's uh i will say that like these because remember the thing with Saw was they were so cheap to make and they made a billion dollars. Yeah. Like they made so much money. Like the return on the investment in those movies was insane, which is why they kept making them. And I think they're putting out a new one soon. A new like, Saw? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I've seen the, the commercials It's like for 10 it. or something. Saw 10 or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I feel like the new thing is like these like weird like nun like ghost kid in <laughs> <laughs> movies. And again, I'm out. What about like, what the about Omen out? Pet Cemetery. Pet Se- I'd watch Pet Cemetery. 
Isn't that a Stephen King novel that it they is, turn into yeah, a movie? Yeah, listen, you give me Stephen King, do, do I'm the in. pets like... I honestly don't know. I've never seen I, it. I think they come back from the dead like and they, the, they, they haunt you. What's the one with uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Is, is that a real horror movie or no? I've never seen it. I Byron feel like it's on a the musical. South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Byron? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, guys, how you doing? I just What's wanted up? to kind of clarify something about the Halloween movie that you're okay. watching. Yeah. All right, so... What did we get wrong here? All right, so this Halloween movie that you saw last night was a direct sequel from the first movie, canceling out all the other movies. Oh, no. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Like the Halloween, yeah. like the new Halloween movie? That's Halloween the end? ends? Halloween ends? Well, that's like a sequel to the new sequels. You know what I mean? Like, that's so, like Byron, the, are we, have we gone Marvel I gotta look, Universe? I gotta, I gotta look this up. Like, with Halloween? <laughs> like, are there different, like, are, are there different galaxies or universes or whatever dimensions of Halloween? Is Not this like Rick and I mean, Morty does your, Halloween? You got your Rob Zombie Halloween yeah. movies. Okay. Yeah. But you got your John Carpenter movies. Okay. So the John Carpenter first Halloween, 78, 79, whatever. All the other movies that came after that, this new Halloween movie canceled all that out. <laughs> it's like 40 years later after the first movie. <laughs> Are <laughs> you <it>. serious? <laughs> okay. I'm not. That's it. I'm not. No, that's why I stopped. That's Byron. almost lazier than doing multiverse. That's why I stopped. That's why I stopped after H two O. I saw in the theater and I was like, his head's cut off. He's dead. I'm done. So, are you talking about oh, Halloween yeah, I mean, Kills? Is that the one you're talking about? No, Halloween. It's just it's called Halloween. Oh, just then Halloween. Then there's two more after that. Okay, that's Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends are the, exactly. the two after that. Okay. Exactly. Now he does die in Halloween Ends. I mean, I can't see anybody coming back from the. You know, I don't want to get the spoiler alert, but you know, he's gone. I mean, if it's <laughs> I on TV, I feel like you can, you All can right. give, you can say what happens. But thank you, I appreciate Byron, that. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you clearing that up. All good, guys. Have a good day. You too, Elijah and Highland. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Elijah? Hey guys, uh, I was calling basically for the same thing that previous caller just did. Except okay. For, uh, he, yeah, just a, he was a little mixed up on some of the timelines, but the first films still in play across most of the timelines, but John Carpenter's original idea was to go from three to make it to where it's not all about Michael Myers anymore, like kind of like a horror story thing going along. That's why people hate Season of the Witch, just because of the title of it. But the new timeline is, is its own off of the 78 film. But then they, there's another storyline where goals in the cult, you have six, the revenge of uh, the curse of Michael Myers, and then, you know, four and five tie in. So it's it, it, it's confusing if you're not a huge fan of the ser- of the whole uh, Halloween thing, but uh, there are like four timelines, but they do tie in together. Uh, and that last movie was awful, but I was just calling for that. Well, was I right on the assessment of like these last couple Halloween films that like there's no effort given into it? Like Michael Myers just shows up and takes takes out people. Like there's no like there's a there's a creaking noise in in the other room. Let's go check it out. Type kill, of thing. Kill, kill, die, What's die, over die, there? Die, what what is that? Kill, 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 die, 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 die. Am I right about that, Elijah? Jason. Uh, uh, so so the the first one, the 2017 Halloween, uh, I actually think is a really great movie. Uh, I I think that they did really well with that, uh, especially with the timeline sequences in the beginning. Uh, it kind of helps you catch up on it. But uh, yes, uh, they dropped the ball on uh, kills and ends. Ends is is probably, in my opinion, the worst of the entire okay. uh, Halloween titles. Um, a lot of people will disagree, but ends is ends is an awful movie all around. 
Elijah, which one does Iron Man die in? Um, um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Elijah. Appreciate the phone right, call. <laughs> we'll go with Tom in Oaklawn. You're on Hi, ESPN Tom? 1000. Hello, Tom. Hey, yeah, so I was hearing you guys talk about Pet Cemetery, and I was going to oh, yes. say the original, the first one uh, Abdallah would hate because the story is, first of all, yes, there's like a cemetery where then if your pets, you know, die, you can bury them, and then they come back, and but then they come back evil. But the main premise of it is that there's a couple whose little kid wanders into the street and then gets hit by a truck. Oh, jeez. And yeah. then they get all depressed, and then they try to bury the kid into the cemetery, and then he comes back as evil and tries to kill all the... Uh, adults and stuff like that well okay so tom i'm watching the trailer for the new one that came out in 2019 right oh yes the new well and then too there's a new mini series that they're doing where it's supposed to take place even before all of that so So yeah sorry for interrupting no you're fine in like the first 30 seconds of the trailer there's like a parade of kids wearing like halloween like like no i'm out as ones do nope parade of kids i'm out Parade of kids. But you that, have to do that. I'm out. You, you heard parade, me. You have out. to parade uh, nope. the kid. Nope. Out. Out. Uh, but to get back on topic for football, um, nope. oh, just just because. Uh, yeah, I know. It's uh, it's a football pregame show. So, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I think just because Caleb Williams had a bad game against Notre Dame, that doesn't mean that he still can't be this generational quarterback. If he comes back the rest of the year and balls off, especially against, like, Oregon, Washington, and Utah and these tough games, you know, coming up, then he could still – they could still look at him as being, like, the, you know, number one overall generational-type quarterback that that uh, teams will want to pick. So, I mean, even – even Andrew Luck and Trevor Lawrence and, you know, John Elway when he was coming up, I'm sure they all had bad games too when they were in uh, college. So, like, I, one bad game doesn't make or break somebody's – or at least it shouldn't make or break somebody's draft stock. Yeah, no, it won't. Uh, they just have yeah. much tougher games on the schedule. So I, I don't think that – I don't think he's going to play the way he played the first four weeks of the season, the way he will against Utah, Washington, Oregon. Well, and Tom, you're absolutely right, too, because like his Heisman odds dropped considerably. He's like 40 to one now. Like if you go to look at his his Heisman odds on FanDuel, you got to click more yeah. to find him. He's They've that- essentially removed him from the race. Yeah, but he's yeah. still minus like 450 to be the number one overall pick until he plays Utah, Oregon, Washington. Like, if he struggles in those three games, I could see Drake May moving up ahead of Caleb Williams for the first overall pick, maybe. But you're right. As of right now, like, he's still the consensus number one overall pick. It's one game. Just the way we are reversing it and saying, hey, Justin Fields has played well for two games. That's still not enough for me to say he's the guy yet. Thanks, Tom. Yep. Thanks, guys. Good Good to know that you're okay, Black. Yeah, well, I'm still missing that recording from the game last night. uh, I'm not not sure what happened there. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. I was at a wedding, so, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, from what I see, uh, Kit Williams didn't look great. Uh, Paul in Twin Lakes, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paul? On topic. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Just touching on that Halloween saga. 
Uh, Halloween Ends, you guys may get a kick out of this, was written by Danny McBride. Really? Oh, okay. I knew you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. So I just wanted to let you guys know that and uh, just go Bears. That's it for today. Was it good? And I love you guys. Have you, have you, you seen it? Segment. Have you seen it? I have uh... not seen it. I, I actually listened to a pod with Danny McBride, no, okay. Heartless, and he talks a bunch about it on that pod. So that's the only reason I knew that. I'm really not into Halloween. That's a good fact. It's kind of cool that he, yeah. that he wrote it. Absolutely. So, interesting. All right, All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. No problem. Have a good day, guys. There you go, Blucky Abdal on a Sunday morning. See, that was a that was a good on topic call. Tom, I just love the idea that uh, in the parking lot, on the Waldron deck, wherever you're listening to us, if you're outside Soldier Field tailgating, they're like, "Yeah, Halloween sucks. Yeah, Halloween ends is bad." I ride with Jason. Yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a Freddy versus Jason kind of guy, you know, in space maybe. <laughs> You know people are debating this now. I hope so. That's great. It's Black and Abdallah. It's a Bears-Vikings pregame. <laughs> the new home of the Chicago Bears. It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. It's Blocking Abdallah. It's a Sunday morning. We're getting ready for the Bears and the Vikings on the lakefront. Noon kick. You'll hear the game right here on ESPN 1000 with Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer at noon. Right here on your home for Bears football, ESPN Chicago. You know, this time on the show, every week uh, here on the Blocking Abdallah pregame, Abdallah, we like to look at uh, some of the traditions around the National Football League. We know uh, for all of you that are tailgating uh, this morning at Soldier Field, getting ready, you got the grill, grill going, you got the drinks uh, flowing, everything's uh, great, right? And you hope to hear this many times throughout the game, right? Little Bear Town, Chicago Bears. We only sing for touchdowns, yep. not field goals. No, I'll, I'll finish the drive. Unless it's game I'll, winning, but finish I'll, the drive. I'll clap for a field goal. I'll but clap. I, I'm not singing. Nuh-uh. <laughs> That's the way that I roll. I'm not singing. Yeah. I'm not wasting the, the, the vocals uh, for, for the field goals. But some do, and there's nothing against that. Uh, but, yes, we hope to hear this many times. You know, against the Broncos game, we heard this many times until the uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, the great tradition of Bear Down Chicago Bears. Now, we know when we look across to our opponent, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, they are known for a couple of things. Uh, one is that obnoxious horn, uh, which we will not play here on the show because it's, it's that obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me uh, nightmares. It's something that when you hear it, you start to you get a shiver up your spine because it's so frustrating and annoying. You know that sound that they play at all Vikings games and after every first down and the whole thing. They also have a, a skull chant now, uh, which, which is a thing up there. Stolen. Uh, yeah, it, it's essentially like a soccer chant mm-hmm. that they do now in the stadium up there. So, you know, the Minnesota Vikings have been around for a long time, but I do want to draw your attention to a game uh, for the Vikings back on December the 14th, 1969. The Vikings were facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the game ended with a score 10-7. to 7. Uh, But this, uh, if we go to NFL Films, 
is uh, something that took place at halftime. There are many quaint winter carnival pastimes. But some things can get out of hand. More than 40,000 watched in disbelief as a hot air balloon carried an 11-year-old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow, but the Vikings and the 49ers managed quite a show of their own. NFL Films just continues on. Yeah. It drops in there that, yes. More than 40,000 watched in disbelief as a hot air balloon carried an 11-year-old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to follow. Yes, yes it was. A tough act to follow. The Vikings go on to win 10-7. to mm-hmm. And a poor 11-year-old boy in a balloon went up and out of the stadium and was dumped into the river. Yeah. But the football game continued on. The boy's name, Rick Snyder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the boy in NFL Films actually has a special. If you Google it, you'll find the special where they talk to the adult Rick Snyder yeah. who who reencounts his flight yeah. up and out of the stadium and into the icy river. I'm reading an article about it. So apparently uh, what was supposed to happen is that this was supposed to be a uh, like a showcase for the St. Paul Winter Carnival, right? <laughs> like at halftime. And it was supposed to be his mom in the balloon. They were going to have it go up into the air. They were going to walk it basically across the field and have it come back down. But it wouldn't go up into the air because it was so cold because of the weight. So his mom got out. He got into the balloon. It ended up going up into the air, and the rope failed. So it ended up just kept on going up and up into the air, and then eventually it dumped him into the More icy More than 40,000 watched in disbelief as a hot air balloon carried an 11-year-old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy Minnesota River. It was a tough act to yeah, follow. a tough act to they follow. They had to close air traffic. Like, the FAA got involved, and they had to close down air traffic. As the voiceover on NFL film says, like, it's a full stadium watching a boy in a hot air balloon fly out of the stadium into wherever i mean if you want to talk about how life was different back in the day that's that that's it he fell into an icy river and could have got hypothermia and died more than forty thousand watched in disbelief as a hot air balloon carried an 11 year old boy over the light towers and eventually dumped him in the icy minnesota river it was a tough act to follow. It was a tough act to follow. We'll be back in two. Chicago Bears pregame. Pre-game.